listening to Making Life Brighter on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel, where we provide you with the latest information in natural healing, consciousness training, and all cutting-edge healing modalities, featuring experts in their field, including authors, musicians, and artists. Making Life Brighter is your forum for healing, inspiring, and uplifting entertainment. Here is your host, Winifred Adams. Good morning, and thank you for being with us this morning. You're listening to Making Life Brighter Radio, and I'm your host, Winifred Adams. And we're going to jump right in today to make your day jolly, as I always say. And we have a special guest author with us today, Mecca Diaz. Welcome, Mecca. Hi, thank you. Thank you for having me, Winifred. Yeah, this is so wonderful to have you because you have written the most delightful children's book, and I can't wait to share this with everybody. Busy Bee Who Me is all about education, learning, and fun. How in the world did you come up with this idea? It's so cute. It's it's oh, perfect. Thank you. Um, well, um, on a whim one day, someone asked me to tell them a story, so I started talking about this cute little bee, and then the next day I was asked to repeat the story again, which I did. And then fast forward a week or two, it just kept popping in my head, so I jotted it down and put it in a journal, left it alone for a couple of years, and then I saw it, came across it, and I said, you know, I'm going to write that book about that little bumblebee. So that's what I did. <laughs> that's how it happens, right? I mean, it's an inspiration, and then one day we say, oh, that inspiration needs to be taken into the world. And tell us the story about the busy bee and uh, Brie, is the, is the well, bee's name. Okay, well, it's a cute little story about a bumblebee named Bree who likes to play all the time. She's never concerned with using her mind. Then one day she stumbles across a larger-than-life beehive, and the worker bees convinces her the value of teamwork, working hard to make your dreams come true, and to always pitch in and help others. So then she transforms into a busy bee. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the characters that go along with Brie, uh, describe some of those characters, because this is so cute. Now, I, I'm just going to tell the audience, um, you have to see this book, because it's a work of art. It's not only about the story, it's how it's artistically laid out, and the graphics and the, the illustrations in it that are part of what's a learning process in this book. It's, it is so thoughtful, is the only thing I can say. It's just thoughtful. It's delightful. Thank you. Well, when I started, I said to myself, I want this book to be as bright as it possibly can. I want the children to be able to see it and really feel the colors and the different um, characters pop out of the pages. And I think that's what it absolutely does. So I'm very blessed to get an amazing illustrator, Scott Stewart. And um, the characters are really fun. You've got a bee with an afro, so we call him Beefro. We've got... Um, <laughs> Another bee, her name is Layla. No, she's a ladybug, Layla la ladybug. She's a Miss Know-It-All. Then you've got King Bumpy. He runs the lily pads. And then you have um, all the animals that come near and far. There's a lot of fun characters in this book. And that's why the kids get so stimulated because they see so many different type of characters. And they're and they're personified so nicely. They're so cute, all of them. Thank like. you, thank you. <laughs> and that's so cute because when we got the stuffed animals, I literally like slept with like ten bees in my bed for like a month because they're just so cute. <laughs> it doesn't matter how old we are, does it? <laughs> no, it does not. It does not. And even when we go to the schools and 
we read the book, we donate some books to different schools, um, and we come in with the Big B mascots, and then they also have like a little learning quiz where they really get to learn what bees do for, um, for us. So I love that the book teaches them, of course, their colors and numbers, and I love that it also teaches them about bee population and why they're so important. Yeah, you know, I had a fellow on last spring, and he he makes beehives for people's Mm -hmm. backyards and is teaching people how they can help repopulate the bees in the area, and you two should get together because this is so cute, and he would be ideal for you guys. So tell us where we can buy this book. Where can we get it? You can get the book at barnesandnobles.com. It's also located in Hudson Booksellers and um, LAX in Los Angeles. And also, of course, Amazon. Easiest way I say, just go straight to our website at www.breathebusybee.com. Breathebusybee.com. So mm-hmm. you all have to go out and get a copy of this, really. Uh, are, do you do book signings locally? Are you doing anything oh, like absolutely. that? Absolutely. Absolutely. We do a lot of the Barnes & Noble's book signings, and um, we just do a lot of the book fairs also, but nothing's coming up um, as of yet this month, but as soon as uh, we have things booked, we always place it on our website. Yeah, this is like a perfect gift if anyone needed to take a book to, say, Children's Hospital or something like that. It is so darling, and it's colorful, and it's bright, and it's thoughtful. So tell me a little bit about the making of of the book in terms of educational learning and why you have it illustrated the way you do and the font and the layout the way it is, because it's extraordinary. Oh, thank you. Um, the way it's laid out as far as when we get older, our, we're formatted to learn how to read left to right and up and down. So with the book, I wanted to make sure that the children could follow directions because the minute the kids open the book, they can read it straight away. Older people, they get the book, like, wait a minute, what's going on? So I love that they can really focus and go from left to right on full spread pages versus just one page up and down. Do you understand what I'm saying? You've seen the book, you know what I mean? Absolutely, absolutely. It opens to like a very large picture and you're looking at the whole thing and each page is different. Technically, each mm-hmm. page has its own way of looking at it, and, and that's sort of like a dance to the brain, and it's a delight. I think that's the number one thing that, as soon as I picked it up and I felt it, I, I'm not kidding you, I felt energy come out of that, and I was like, oh my gosh, we have to talk about this immediately. Thank <laughs> you. Well, that's what I was trying to do, because I just didn't want it to be, you know, a basic book. I really wanted them to be engaged from the time they look at it to the time they turn the cover over. I want them to be absorbed. That's why the first two pages are this crazy light, light, bright yellow, which is a color of friendliness and happiness. That's why I place the yellow in front. And then you know how the story goes. Just because uh, also when you see the letter blue, the word blue, we wanted to make sure that they could see that that is blue. That's why we colored the word blue. And if you saw the letter, word red, it was red. So we made sure that we made the book very educational, kind of like an edutainment book. And mm-hmm. I know that's why the kids respond to it, because it's not, they don't even know that they're learning, and they are. And I think that's really fun, too. Now, you have your own publishing company with this book. Mm-hmm. I had to figure out how to to do it. I had sent out the manuscript to um, other firms, and no one was picking me up. So I said, you know, I just have to do it myself. And I locked myself in my bedroom on weekend, and I just went online trying to figure out how to get it printed up, 
how to get stuffed animals made. Then you have to get the stuffed animals tested. Then you have to get your book tested. And I figured it out. I did it. That's fantastic. That I love that. And I love that about what we can do today to bring our dreams to reality. And, you know, making life brighter is all about people that are uplifting our world and making our lives brighter. And in this case, not only is your book making our lives brighter and all the children that are coming in contact with it, but it's impacting adults as well. So, you know, I'm old enough to not be a kid anymore and I look at it and I think <laughs> oh my no, gosh adults do love the book they really <laughs> do when, um, when I meet with different parents and stuff they get so excited like oh my god finally we have a book that we can buy our kids we couldn't find anything oh my god we love it and it feels so heartwarming when I go into schools and the kids can really resonate with the characters they get it and I think that's so exciting It is so darling. So everyone out there has to go to www.breathabusybee.com and you have to check out the website. You'll get a feel for the book. You'll understand the whole scope of this movement with the book. It's not just about the book. It's what Becca is doing to bring this story to people and schools and children and everything else. I mean, this is a fantastic layout all the way around. I just, I, you know, I jump up and down in celebration of what you've done. It's so creative. It's so gorgeous. Thank you. And we've got many more to come. That's just, but, I mean, this is just the beginning. So we've got a lot of other books coming out. We're working on the second book right now, Breeze ABCs and One, Two, Threes. And mm-hmm. it is just adorable. Again, illustrations, impeccable. It's fun. It's light. It's super bright. And I know the kids will really like it because the first book is all about the foundation of being a beautiful person. Then, of course, the second book, well, you have to learn to read and write. Then, of course, our third book will be something else. I love it. So we're just going to keep the momentum going. See, that's perfect. Now, how did you get into all this? Now, we have to preface this because how I met you is I was looking for my Grammy dress. And (laughs) (laughs) you were so helpful in helping me find that Grammy dress that I'll be wearing soon. And uh, you have a company where people and mostly a lot of uh, celebrities even come and get dresses for events from you. So Uh uh, that was our initial meeting. But you've been in the industry for a while. Tell us a little bit about your history. My history, well, I started and once a dancer, always a dancer. I trained in ballet, tap, jazz, hip-hop for many years. I toured with various recording artists. I've done numerous world tours, a lot of videos, and after I hung up my dancing shoes, um, I just auditioned a lot commercially, and um, then I got married. And then um, I somehow stumbled across One Night Affair, and it was for an audition, but to get the job, they said, well, you have to work here. And I thought, that's odd, but I do know about fashion. So I worked there part-time for three years, and then the owners wanted to sell, and they just offered me a deal I couldn't refuse. So that's how I'm the owner of One Night Affair Designer Gown Rentals in Culver City. And it's fabulous, I have to say, if anyone needs a dress. And Mecca is so amazingly creative and helpful and can immediately see what works and what doesn't. And wow. So thank you. Thank you. And thank you. I get to work with children, 
make bees and play with Barbie dolls all day. I got a good <laughs> life. <laughs> it's, and play dress up for people. <laughs> exactly. I think they're looking pretty good over here. <laughs> it'll, it'll help the help the adults play princess again, right? <laughs> oh, absolutely. I love my clients. It's so fun to dress everybody. They feel good. I feel good. I know they're going to look special on that special occasion. So it's a win-win situation. I like that. That's incredible. Now, tell us a little bit about your philosophy growing up. How did you grow up that these kinds of stories impacted you? What did your life shape you as to bring you to this point? Well, my mom was a teacher. Um, she owned a lot of nonprofit preschools throughout Orange County. My grandmother was a nurse, so I think I've come from really strong women that were very nurturing. So I've always had that empathy that I've always wanted to help children or people in general and the philosophy that I've always um, go back to when I think of things is a painting on our wall is do unto others as you want done unto yourself and people have always been kind to me and I've always been kind back so I think that's where my mindset has always been just to be kind do nice things help other people yeah, absolutely. Now, where would you like to see all this go for you? What's your your future besides publishing more books? Mm, for the whole B, my B, I see it as a cartoon show. I see a couple movies. I see uh, a lot of more characters. I see it at huge uh, amusement parks. And I know I will be picked up one day by one of the biggest toy companies in the world. There you go. There you have it. Yeah. There's a there's yeah. the American dream. Yeah. I don't think that's asking too much, right? <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. It's just fun. It's it's what drives things and what's so beautiful about what I see with your book and all the things you're sharing with us today is that you have kind of encapsulated your inspiration and now you're just flowing with that inspiration. And much of what I talk about in healing and talking about here on the show with people is helping them come back to that inspiration and you sound very grounded and very at ease in what you're doing and so you know you come across as very balanced in everything that you're doing and that's something that I'm going to talk about later in the show today is balance and how it connects us to equilibrium but basically that balance is fueling your ability to do all these things and it's just it's delightful it's really fun and it's very inspiring I just keep the book around I've kept it in my office since you gave it to me Um, I've had it in my room and I just look at it I look through it I look at it I allow it to infuse my room with innocence and delightful light so Oh, thank you. Well, I always say it's not me that's doing it. All I am is a channeler. I'm just being open to the higher source that's channeling it through me. That's why I'm at ease with it because I know it's beautiful because it's coming from the most beautiful thing ever. So that's why I'm so into my book. I just love it. Are you, it is cute. Are you a meditator? Are you a, um, I'm a someone, yogi. I'm an yeah. yogi. Um, I do a lot of yoga. Mm-hmm. A lot. What kind um, of yoga do you do mostly? I do Bikram. I do the hot. I just started dibbling, dabbling into vinyasa. I do power. Um, I've always been athletic. I have to move or I, I get 
weird. Um, but I've been on this journey of yoga for the last five years, and I think that's also grounded me even more because, you know, yoga just gets you closer to the light. So everything has its dimensions. So I'm very at ease, very calm. Absolutely. I can see that. It's sort of like, well, we'll just do this, and how about we try that? <laughs> yes, it is. And it's so funny because we're always laughing. That's the beauty of it. Anything that I do, I'm always laughing about something because I find humor in everything. Even if you come in and someone's trying on 20 dresses, some people be impatient or they get impatient. I'm like, don't worry, we've got this. We're going to get it done. Even with my book, I went through so many illustrators. It was very frustrating, but you always have to know there's a light at the end of the tunnel and you'll get it done. Don't worry. Don't worry about it. I think that's inspirational. Are you a part of the uh, SCBWI locally? Yes, I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the Children's Organizational uh, Illustrating and uh, Writers Organization, the official one. Oh, that's great. This is so, so lovely to share with you about this. Thank you for taking time to come on and to share your vision, your dream, your inspiration with us. And I hope everyone out there goes to breathebusybee.com and checks out this book entirely as well as to get a copy I'd say get a copy and give it to somebody and if you don't even want to give it to a kid give it to an adult because what this will do is delight someone it really will it's kind of it's just I don't know it makes me happy every time I see it so thank you thank you for being here today oh I'm so pleased thank you for having me I ask everybody that I speak to one question what makes your life brighter what makes my life brighter would be the ability that I wake up every day in a beautiful place with an open mind and an open heart. Fabulous. Fabulous. Thank you, Mecca. Mecca Dias with Busy Bee Who Me. And you can go to breathebusybee.com to check out more. You're listening to Making Life Brighter, and we'll be right back. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Have you seen Winifred's healing jewelry? See what collectors and celebrities have been adoring for decades. Designs by Winifred is fine jewelry with meaning based on the energetic healing property of natural semi-precious gemstones. Whether you prefer a custom design or wish to choose something special from her handcrafted line of jewelry, all of Winifred's designs are tuned in a crystal quartz tuning bowl to the word love. Blessed stones by masters and even John of God, these healing pieces have been coveted by happy customers for years. With a fine eye for energy and aesthetic, Winifred brings to life the beauty within each stone and its unique healing properties. Enjoy more energy with Brazilian citrine. Protect yourself from EMFs and rebalance with tourmalines. Break unwanted patterns with beautiful appetite. Choose from a wide variety of gemstones and their healing properties. Designs by Winifred is fine jewelry with meaning. Follow on Facebook at Designs by Winifred or email at info at designsbywinifred.com You voted show host Winifred Adams Writer of the Year for her Making Life Brighter Consciousness Columns, Entertainer of the Year two years running for her Making Life Brighter radio show, and Humanitarian of the Year for the third year running for her healing work and work at John of God. Medical intuitive and host of the Voice America Making Life Brighter radio show, Winifred Adams is your resource for wellness and consciousness training. A master healer for 20 years with a worldwide and celebrity clientele, Winifred uses her unique 
gifts to help those in need with physical, spiritual, and emotional ailments or trauma. Individuals and families may book private sessions in person or via Skype worldwide. Go to makinglifebrighter.com for more information. Enjoy Winifred's monthly articles with upwards of 30,000 fans. To buy music and subscribe to her Voice America radio show, visit iTunes worldwide. Follow along on Facebook at Making Life Brighter for her latest humanitarian effort to help move elephants in South America to a free roam sanctuary. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Making Life Brighter with Winifred Adams on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel, the preferred choice for conscious education and entertainment. For more information, please visit us at makinglifebrighter.com. If you have questions or comments, please email us at radio at makinglifebrighter.com. That's radio at makinglifebrighter.com. And now, back to the show with your host, Winifred Adams. And we're back. You're listening to Making Life Brighter Radio, and I'm your host, Winifred Adams. And that was Mecca Dias, and she had the book, Bree the Busy Bee. And it was, you know, Busy Bee, who me? It was so cute. So you have to see that book. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. Go online and just look at it. (laughs) It's so cute, and it's so happy. It's very innocent and happy. So I encourage you all to... uh, delight in your childish nature again and check that out on a more adult note i'd like to kind of go into this show talking about a concept that i've been contemplating and i want to share with you Um, i've been studying under a living master for 20 years and i've done extreme healing for 20 years Uh, more extreme in the last few years i'd say than the last uh, previous 15 Um, but It's been quite a journey, and for me, that journey has not only enlightened me to different possibilities in this world against the limitations that we so often impose upon ourselves as adults, but it's also helped many people. And one of the reasons I wanted to have Mecca on the show with her book is because it's a perfect illustration, (laughs) no pun intended, of innocence. And as we talked about in the first segment, it's the perfect idea behind being lighthearted again. And as adults, we become jaded over time. We become hurt and we learn to more or less, for lack of a better word, suck it up and get on with it. But that logs in our nervous system. And the work that I do with people over and over again is undoing what's logged in their system, in their auric field, in their body, in their bones, in their tissues, their organs, in as far back as other lifetimes, if you believe in that. And we move through those dimensional frequencies and undo them in real time. Some are very difficult because the karmic pileup is very heavy and it takes more work. Others can be done very quickly in an instant. And sometimes grace comes into play. And when grace comes into play, everything happens in an instant and you can't deny it. And people will often have a miraculous experience and then later go back into their hubbub of their life and their busyness and forget 
that energy frequency that happened for them, which was quite miraculous. And so what I'd been contemplating is not only around my work, but how to deliver more effectively and also analyzing what I've been witnessing in people in general, both in the world as a whole and individually as they walk through the door or in group settings when I'm speaking to them. What am I seeing over and over again? What's the common denominator among people and people like Mecca? Well, Mecca's telling us that, for example, she's really big into yoga and she's really dedicated, much like the Olympic athletes that I've been interviewing. Dedication seems to be a key component toward consistency. And so it becomes kind of an energetic formula. When you have dedication, you have consistency. When you have consistency, you're more apt to make the same choice that's better for you again and again, as opposed to doing something spontaneously and then making a poor choice and trying to make up the difference. And what is that that happens to us when we make those poor choices and we have to make up the difference? What's wrong? And what I've been contemplating is the idea of balance and the idea of equilibrium. When I did my interview, my live interview with John of God, the mediumistic healer down in Brazil, the one thing that he said over and over and over again, and continues to say, all the entities of light come through him and say this at some point or another, equilibrium is what we need. And all the masters speak of balance. So equilibrium or balance are synonymous. And equilibrium brings forth an energy field of consistency. And that consistency then, in turn, works to create a harmony. It's almost like if you put your foot on the gas pedal of a car and you rev the engine or you just very carefully, consistently kept your foot on the gas pedal and let it hum at a certain RPM. It, it doesn't work well, let's say, if you're on a lake in a boat and you put the throttle all the way down, so you take off in the boat, and then you pull it back and you stop quickly, especially in a boat. The momentum of you in a boat, the way it takes a little bit longer to stop because there's no brakes, is like we are as people. And so if you consecutively do that, and you put the throttle all the way down and then pull it back and all the way down and pull it back, it's a very stressed trip across the lake, right? But if you very methodically, consistently, kind of like the tortoise, put the throttle down part way and just gently hummed along, no matter what comes your way, whether it's waves or wind or anything, you're able to handle that much better. We navigate through life. And as we navigate through life, having a consistency is key. So what makes us inconsistent is some of my contemplation. And Inconsistency, (laughs) besides our own ego tendencies, which we all have, and uh, our, our personal nemesis, 
but we have an antidote to that. It's called tapping and, and meditation. But what, what is it that we're up against that sways us? So I propose making a list of all the things that sway you. What is it in your daily life, even if you think you have a consistent life, what is it that trips you? What is it that that sways you, that moves you? What's the wind that's coming at you, and how does it come, and in what patterns does it come? Then, looking at balance. What's the most effective way to create balance? Does that mean saying no to certain things and creating more time? Does that mean um, accepting things in a new way? Does that mean eating differently than we've been eating? Does that mean approaching things without fear? What does that mean? So this has been a contemplation that I've had and one that I'm consecutively coming back to. Insights are great. And when you get an insight and they're really deep and profound, you can hardly remember them. Sometimes you have to write them down because they'll slide, they're so profound. The only reason that happens is because you're in a different energy field where you're receiving it. In other words, you might be quieted at the moment and suddenly this download happens, kind of like a scientist on the desk and here comes the magic formula. But you only got that because you were quiet long enough. So when you go back, go back to being busy, now there's chaos, which interrupts that quiet energy stream, and it's hard to go back to that frequency and remember it. One thing that I've noticed in my work over the years is that there are two modes that people operate in unless they are truly balanced, and that is either adrenaline <laughs> or non-adrenaline. So most of us operate in an adrenaline mode frequently. And in the adrenaline mode, what happens is that you're no longer using true glandular energy to function throughout a day. And when you do that, you're robbing yourself and over-revving your engine and you're wearing out your parts. So when I work on people and they, they see me and they're very stressed or ill, oftentimes when I put my hand on them, they entrain to my energy. They entrain to the frequency that comes through me with the angels and the masters that come through me to do this work. And what will happen is they immediately fall asleep. I mean, within seconds, they just, doop, they're out. And why is that? Because... Essentially, the frequency of energy of calm overrode the adrenaline in their system. And when they get relaxed, because they've been on adrenaline so long, they don't remember what it's like to be just calm. And so the adrenaline shuts off and the body says, oh, whoa, we don't know how to handle this. Quick, go to sleep. And they do. Yet to hold that takes practice. And so oftentimes when people are coming in and they have chronic problems, the goal is to get them back to using their glandular energy more succinctly. And as they use their glandular energy more succinctly, 
They get the benefit and the reward of being more even. The problem is we're used to being addicted to adrenaline. So we look subconsciously for that trip again, that high, and that then trips people off of their center. One of the reasons yoga is becoming so popular and is so beneficial to people is because it's creating a consistency toward balance, which feels good in the body. It's reharmonizing all the centers of the body. At the same time, it's allowing stillness. It's allowing quiet, and it's allowing more balance. So all the things that Mecca shared with us about her life are a living example of that balance. And then the reward of being in balance and seeing how spirit can delightfully come through you creatively, in her case, how beautiful this is. <laughs> and it doesn't, doesn't mean that everything doesn't have work to it. It just means that you get those insights and you can hold them. You know, a master said, our internal balance dictates our external reflection. And that commentary was in a talk that was meant to reflect our current political state and what's going on in our world. So if you think about that, our internal balance dictates our external reflection. If we're radiant beings and we are radiating energy 24-7, you have to ask yourself, what are we radiating? What energy are we putting out into the world radiating forward? And given that, what then do we get back? You know, we're coming upon some really fantastic technologies in the world. And those technologies are soon exponentially going to dictate our forward movement, hopefully, toward light and sound healing, which I've been talking about for 20 years. Light and sound healing, light and sound healing, light and sound healing. That's where we're going to. It's like the days of old in ancient civilizations of Lemuria and Atlantis and all that. But this time we have an opportunity to get it right. So if we don't find balance right now, individually and as a society, as I've spoken of many times on this show, we run the risk of not having our true essence dictate our show. And instead, our mental chaos then play itself out in a way that might harm everyone. It, it warrants real true contemplation to mull this over and figure out how we individually, each one of us, can bring a better balance into our own personal lives, thereby radiating outward that balance and affecting other people's lives. You know when you smile at someone and they didn't expect it and then they kind of drop their guard and they smile back? And when you really mean it and you're not giving that Cheshire cat smile like the, yeah, whatever, (laughs) but the real genuine, hi, how are you smile? There needs to be more of it. There's a generation of people that are coming up behind us that are, are doing this. They understand innately maybe what our world needs. 
And there's some of us that are stuck in our ways as adults out of fear, out of anxiety, out of anger, out of addiction to adrenaline that keep us locked into whatever it is that we have. We have an opportunity. And that's what I've been getting in this contemplation. We have an opportunity. That opportunity is giving us a chance to really look at the truth. But we're so far away from ourselves, it's hard to even get to what is the truth. Because the ego is constantly suggesting things. And if you believe it long enough, you won't know which one's which. In this case, we have no choice but to know which one's which because our world is going to reflect it back to us, like it or not. Everything's happening so quickly now that our karmas come back to us that much faster. So, what is truth? I think the first step is to learn how to relax, sincerely relax. And what I've gotten in my contemplation is that balance and equilibrium are key. Like John of God said, he hopes when he passes away that the centers he's done and the things that he's done for his lifetime allow for places where people can come and contemplate and sincerely pray and find balance. He's not talking about social balance and do you like me and do you not like me and oh, we're here together and isn't this great, but real balance. One of my favorite quotes in the world is stillness is the ultimate humility by a master. Stillness is the ultimate humility. I love that. I live by that. It's true. No words are needed at that point. Nothing else is needed at that point. It's merely an energetic frequency, a signature that can move mountains and change lives in an instant. And if you're ill, it can make you better. If you're feeling tied up with energy, it can help you. We have an opportunity toward balance. And on that note, (laughs) we'll be right back. You're listening to Making Life Brighter Radio. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Have you seen Winifred's healing jewelry? See what collectors and celebrities have been adoring for decades. Designs by Winifred is fine jewelry with meaning based on the energetic healing property of natural semi-precious gemstones. Whether you prefer a custom design or wish to choose something special from her handcrafted line of jewelry, all of Winifred's designs are tuned in a crystal quartz tuning bowl to the word love. Blessed stones by masters and even John of God, these healing pieces have been coveted by happy customers for years. With a fine eye for energy and aesthetic, Winifred brings to life the beauty within each stone and its unique healing properties. Enjoy more energy with Brazilian citrine. Protect yourself from EMFs and rebalance with tourmalines. Break unwanted patterns with beautiful appetite. Choose from a wide variety of gemstones and their healing properties. Designs by Winifred is fine jewelry with meaning. Follow on Facebook at Designs by Winifred or email at info at designsbywinifred.com. 
You voted show host Winifred Adams Writer of the Year for her Making Life Brighter Consciousness Columns, Entertainer of the Year two years running for her Making Life Brighter radio show, and Humanitarian of the Year for the third year running for her healing work and work at John of God. Medical intuitive and host of the Voice America Making Life Brighter radio show, Winifred Adams is your resource for wellness and consciousness training. A master healer for 20 years with a worldwide and celebrity clientele, Winifred uses her unique gifts to help those in need with physical, spiritual, and emotional ailments or trauma. Individuals and families may book private sessions in person or via Skype worldwide. Go to makinglifebrighter.com for more information. Enjoy Winifred's monthly articles with upwards of 30,000 fans. To buy music and subscribe to her Voice America radio show, visit iTunes worldwide. Follow along on Facebook at Making Life Brighter for her latest humanitarian effort to help move elephants in South America to a free Rome sanctuary. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Making Life Brighter with Winifred Adams on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information, please visit us at makinglifebrighter.com. If you have questions, comments, or would like to make an appointment with medical intuitive Winifred Adams, please email us at radio at makinglifebrighter.com. Be sure to like us on Facebook at Making Life Brighter, the preferred choice for conscious education and entertainment. Now back to the show with your host, Winifred Adams. And we're back. You're listening to Making Life Brighter Radio, and you can find us on Facebook at Making Life Brighter. You can email us at radio at makinglifebrighter.com. And if you haven't checked out our series with Olympic athletes, I encourage you to check that out and take a listen to what makes those people great. Inside the mind of an Olympic athlete, what it takes to be great. And we're going to continue that series as we go along throughout this year. We have a lot of fun things upcoming for you, and we've kicked off this year with some great women, some great inspiration, and upcoming we have some amazing technology that's going to blow your socks off. And for many of you out there that are medical intuitives and healers and all that, this this will be a really cool show for you. So stay tuned because we're going to do some more of that, and we're going to explore some of the previous Olympic athletes and people that have gone on to, you know, become coaches or officials within the Olympic arena and what their take on the games is and some of the really cool stories. They have fun stories. They have everything. It's really neat. So we've got lots upcoming for you, and I encourage you to go back and check out the archives of the shows, including the interview I did live with John of God, which was really fun, down in Brazil, and that whole series of uh, John of God people, um, some of their firsthand experiences, other guides, friends of mine that were down there, um, people that I ran into down there, very inspiring. Some still living and some not. And that is a testimony to the fact that it's not about miracle healing and prove to me that you can make this happen. It's about getting what you're supposed to get and doing the work on your end in order to get it. So um, you can go back to the archives and you'll find that either on voiceamerica.com under Making Life Brighter. You can subscribe on iTunes and you can look it up on makinglifebrighter.com in the radio tab. So I want to go back to what I was talking about a little bit last segment and 
piggyback off that with some more ideas for contemplation. Today's show is really about thoughtfulness and thinking about things, contemplating some core key ideas that lead to other things that may help your entire life. And, you know, another contemplation or thought is everyone's protesting for things. And a quote that came to me is that when I'm thinking of, like, people that are highly evolved and great masters over time, whether it's the great masters um, that different people follow that we call gurus or it's people of the past like Buddha, even Gandhi, um, you know, different people that have, Christ even, Lao Tzu, different masters that have overcome their ego to be an example and most of all what I'll call an imprint in the world energetically because we never forget that imprint. So whatever that imprint is, is something that we are radiating with, we are assigning value to um, and training to is a good way to say it. Zen Buddhists speak of Buddha. Well, why? Why don't they speak of only the lotus flower? Could be synonymous as you get into the higher planes, but what is that? Buddha is in fact a symbol of that stillness that I spoke of last segment. Stillness being the ultimate humility. Because Buddha wasn't running around. Buddha wasn't, you know, crazy and being fascinating. Buddha was still. Gandhi moved mountains. He moved cities. He moved countries. And he moved the hearts of many people to be more accepting by sitting. He didn't do it alone. He had a host of very evolved masters around him. But he chose to do that and he did it. There's an evolutionary process to being still and it unfolds the DNA allowing the epigenetic head of the DNA to shift so that the DNA expression then becomes a different expression than what was to have been or what it was going in the direction thereof. For the most part, we come in whole. Sometimes people are born with diseases or they're born with anomalies that need correction. But whole to whom? To what? To the perfection of a child or to the perfection of spirit as the imprint. So when we see protests and protesters and people speaking up and having a voice, there's nothing wrong with having a voice. But masters never meet provocation with provocation. They meet provocation with stillness and truth, not ego. So if we got to truth, then what? What is the truth? What is the ultimate truth? Everyone has an opinion. They have an ideology, a belief system. And it's all allowed here on earth as we work out everything in the one-room schoolhouse. 
we're allowed our opinion, our right to have that opinion, to consider other ideas, to try on other people's belief systems against our own so that we know where we stand in this lifetime. But ultimately, no matter what religion you are, no matter your ideology or belief system, we all have a heart, we all have blood, we have ego, mental opinions, and we all have a spirit. And your state of being is the most powerful thing that you bring to the table. And we've talked about that before, even on this show. Your state of being, your signature energy, your imprint, your radiance, the radiation that you come to the table with is critical to your ability to intuit spirit. And since spirit has infinite possibility over a limited mind, which is an electrical data center, i.e. a computer, a change of heart could beget an entire change of an outcome. And like the hundredth monkey theory, if enough hearts change in succession or in unison even, exponential change can take place in the blink of an eye. So buying into constriction or fear doesn't really seem to serve us on any level, whether we're talking about just healing or politics or relationships or anything. You know, it's hard to center. If it weren't hard to center, everybody would be enlightened. It's a challenge. It's what the Olympic athletes talk about. Finding that fine line of of working hard and working their physicality as hard as they can at the same time, keeping the precision, keeping the consistency, honing a groove of intention into their nervous system for an outcome. So what's your intention? What's the intention of your day? What's the intention of this minute? What's the intention of your hour, your week, your month, your year? Where are we going? And that's what we're looking at. It can be joyful and it can be fun. It can be an explorative journey. It doesn't have to be a drudgery. But oftentimes other people's egos and their jealousy, nastiness, greed can trip us. Let's say they unfairly get in the way of your intention. And sometimes it requires more stillness to back up, turn around, step aside, and let that pass. (laughs) Because we don't think of peace as something that we do. We hope for peace. We want peace. But peace is really an energy field which is an action in motion. It's kind of like harmony and peace are synonymous. They're a state of being. They're an energetic frequency. They're a signature in time. So maybe the number one way to turn about our world potentially could be to work on ourselves to find that equilibrium, that peace, that harmony, starting 
system by system, organ by organ, energy signature by energy signature. And what I mean by that is every moment of the day, you're kind of conscious of the fact of what you're radiating, what you're offering to your coworkers, what you're offering to the world around you, what we bring to the table wherever we go, and what that feels like. If there's a smile on top and underlying resistance, other people know it. There's really nowhere to hide. Just like in iridology, when I'm talking about and teaching iridology, you can say all you want to, but your eye shows everything. Why science hasn't made that mandatory as part of their curriculum yet, I don't know. But it shows everything about a person. We can't diagnose through it, but we can see patterns and signatures that you can't deny. And when you ask the person if they have those things, they'll tell you, yes, they do. There's nowhere to hide. And if there's nowhere to hide, put it out there lovingly. We have so much to offer collectively and most importantly, individually to our world. One person can move mountains One person can also corrupt, like Hitler. We have a choice coming up here. We have a choice in frequency. Not so much the outcome. If we're all focused on the outcome, we're missing the now. But the choice is now choosing to be radiant and to be a happy bee which is what Mecca was kind of sharing with us in her story today. To be loving and to be balanced, equal equilibrium. Equilibrium begets consistency. Consistency begets change. Change can be a state of being that leads to harmony, and harmony can be peace. Do we have any other choice? When we do healing work, there's no choice. I don't want someone to heal halfway. I don't want someone to feel partially better. The goal is to go all the way. To bring the best to the table at that moment for change. For as much as that person can meet me at that entrainment level, they'll get that change. And if grace comes into play, they'll get more. But they have to be willing to meet that. So that's the contemplation for the week. How do we put our lives more into balance individually? And what does that mean? Thanks for listening today, everybody. Go out and find that book. It's amazing. Go jolly, and we'll be taking up the Grammys really soon, so stay tuned. You're listening to Making Life Brighter Radio. Thank you for listening to Making Life Brighter on the Health and Wellness Channel. Be sure to join us every Thursday at 10 a.m. for information, inspiration, and education with leading experts in healing and consciousness. For more information and a complete show schedule, please visit us at makinglifebrighter.com. 
and making life brighter. Successfully helping you feel better from the inside out. Go Jolly! This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.